You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast, the podcast for small to medium sized enterprises. Join your host, Anne Marie Cross, as she interviews business experts and industry thought leaders on best practice initiatives, innovation, and insights to help you grow your business. Now, over to your host. Welcome to another Smart Connect podcast. This is episode 12 and we feature business experts and industry thought leaders to help you effectively navigate a constantly changing and disruptive marketplace. And my name is Anne-Marie Cross. My guest today supports Henry Ford's line of vision without execution is just hallucination. And I wonder, are you taking ruthless execution in your business or are you just waiting for everything to be perfect? Well, join me on today's show is Stuart Clark. And Stuart says, don't wait for perfection, 80% will normally do. Now, Stuart Clark is the director of SCS Performance and they specialize in the area of business performance improvement, growing bottom line profit and developing enterprise value. Now, following along about 27 years in the finance sector, Stuart now enjoys working with small to medium sized businesses to challenge thought, analyze results, and implement a greater level of discipline in their business, all aligned to delivering improved performance and value. Stuart's also a published author, a certified business broker, and experienced speaker and facilitator. Now, on today's show, Stuart's going to speak about why considered planning, ruthless execution, and then measurement, monitoring, and management for sustained improvement is key if we want to grow our business, as well as the business environment, it's ever-changing. And if you're not changing with it, then guess what? You're going to be left behind, as well as four critical elements in business that you should be focusing on what they are and what each involves. So welcome to the show, Stuart. Thanks very much, Emery. Great to be with you. Look, so some of the things you're going to be talking about, uh, I think, are so crucial, particularly, yes, we are in a changing marketplace. Many businesses that I speak to are quite worried about the rapid change that's going on in the market. And you say, you know, sometimes you've just got to take action in the right steps, of course. So I'm sure you're going to share lots of what we should be focusing on, what we should be doing in our business today. Absolutely. And I think uh, probably change is about the only constant that I think you see in business uh, at all these days. Yes. Because every element is always moving and evolving. Now, one of the things that I uh, encourage all of our guests to do is to send through some quotes, and we'll certainly be sharing those. One of the things that stood out, and I want to just dive into that before we cover the key points today, you say it's never the message, always the delivery. And that Mm. really piqued my interest. What do you mean by that? Look, it's a case of uh, the way that I see it, honesty is so key in business, mm. uh, whether it be with staff, whether it be customers, etc. And And I find that uh, people really, um, really get sort of hung up on, on the message. And sometimes it's not always as honest or as clear as it needs to be. Okay. Um, I actually find that uh, it's not the message that counts. It's actually how you deliver it. Mm. Because uh, over the years, uh, the good messages everybody loves to talk about, but it's the hard messages. It's the ones where, look, the numbers aren't shaping up or the performance is not there. Now, there's always, of course, a, a reason behind it. But if you stop and give a little bit of thought to how you're going to deliver that message, you'll actually be able to deliver what can sometimes be a really hard message, but delivered in a way that people will actually listen to it rather than just reacting, mm-hmm. take it on board and, and you get mileage and you get value out of it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I try really hard, uh, especially in written forms of communication, especially 
I really try very hard to think about how the message will be delivered, how it will land and resonate to, to the audience mm-hmm. rather than just sort of, you know, firing off a, re- a response and seeing World War III erupt, which can often be the case. Mm-hmm. And sometimes taking that time to consider how we're delivering it can make all the difference because if you do just send something blatantly without any thought, the damage that you do and what you have to do to go into, okay, we need to gather up our thoughts, we've got a bit of a crisis on our hand, can be far worse than, okay, taking the time to consider that. Great, great uh, insights there. So, Stuart, you say that considered planning is really important, so is ruthless execution, and then going on to measure, monitor, and manage our businesses for sustained improvement, and that is key. Why are we getting it so wrong, do you think? Oh, look, I think uh, I think a lot of people always like to, to act and do stuff yep. uh, without really necessarily uh, stopping and thinking about whether, in fact, that's the right thing to be doing. Mm. So uh, a lot of business owners these days uh, will, uh, well, even even those that want to create a business, you know, the, the thought is, I want to I want to start a business, I want to be out there running my own show, without necessarily stopping and thinking, well, is there actually an opportunity for me to run a business? Do I have all of the right planning, product systems? All those little bits and pieces that we we know kind of makes businesses work, mm-hmm. but they just haven't they haven't considered it. And uh, and let's face it, planning. Wow, gee, if you want to put an audience to sleep, start talking about good, solid business planning. Believe me, people will be catching a nap in five inside <laughs> about thirty seconds. It's it's not sexy, it's not exciting, but it's essential. And uh, one of the, you know, the the quotes, and I can't remember if this was on the list or not, was that uh, I find it's incredibly cheap to um, uh, plan on paper, Mm. but uh, very expensive to experiment in the real world. Yes, and that's what that's what good solid planning um, can do for you. It can avoid a lot of that experimentation in the in the more expensive business environment mm-hmm. i absolutely agree and you talk about planning and businesses start to, to yawn business owners tell me when you're thinking about some of the common or the, the more typical business planning that businesses assume they need to be putting into place are they getting that right or is it quite wrong the planning that you do with your clients has some key factors that you know are integral when it comes to not only planning but then obviously taking action to ensure what you envisioned or what you've envisioned you start to, to uh yeah to, you, you start to generate in your business yeah look there's, there's a couple of different parts there i think firstly with the the business planning uh, sure we we have our own business planning templates and models that we use we're familiar with them and we we use them through all of our different programs but i'm less hung up on the actual template that people use mm-hmm. i'm more uh, more focused on how they actually use it and uh, at the moment, I think you can jump on the web and, and pull off probably a dozen different business planning templates in, in about five minutes. The secret, however, is to stop and actually give them the considered thought. Uh, and the considered thought is not writing a business plan in one afternoon because it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stopping and firstly deciding, well, what am I actually trying to achieve? Which, of course, is really the vision. Uh, that's the vision for the individual. And that's the vision for the business mm-hmm. because I know that for a, a business vision to be sustainable, it has to align with a personal vision. And uh, and that's where we start with, with all of our plans and then we slowly build them out from there. Looking at the different elements of a good business plan uh, as, we, as we move forward, 
and making sure that we really do give the thought, give the structure and the rigour to making um, a, a clear plan with then the executable actions that hang off the back of it. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's all well and good to have a, a wonderful business plan, but unless you actually go out and do things, then you're not going to actually achieve it. So that's when I like to see the execution. And I use the word ruthless execution quite deliberately because yes. it, it gets people to stop and think, well, what's that about? There is, a, there is an element of urgency to get things moving, to get things done. Uh, we're, uh, we're very, um, very practical in our planning and our, our coaching services. And all of our clients know what the task list is like. Mm -hmm. Everybody, um, everybody also knows what the meeting outputs um, emails are like, because that's what comes from every meeting. There is definable actions that we're going to get X done this week or this fortnight, whatever it may be. So then, a week or a fortnight's time, that's been achieved, or we've incrementally moved closer to what our, um, our goal or objective is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's where that ruthless execution comes in because it's very easy to lose a day, a week, a month, and be sitting there scratching your head thinking, well, hang on, nothing's really changed. Yeah, well, that's because you've not actually achieved anything. Yes. So understand clearly what it is that you need to achieve and why and make sure it's the right stuff. Then get the actions clear and get into them and get them done. Mm, wise, wise uh, insights there. I mean, how many times do you hear uh, business owners joking? And it, and it's actually uh, true. They say, oh, I'm writing the business plan for the for the bank or whoever, uh, and then it gets filed in the drawer. Yeah. Well, right. you know what? <laughs> You're obviously not taking any action whatsoever if your business plan uh, is sitting in the bottom of a drawer somewhere. So pull it out, dust it off, and make sure it's got uh, some of the key things that you've just mentioned. So the business environment, as we know is ever changing and if we're not changing with it then we'll be left behind and in fact uh, just recently I had uh, I was one of a number of business people Stuart that had a, a round table a business futures round table with the minister and change was something that was top of the list very many people were, were worried about it why do businesses need to take stock of this? They need to, to be aware and need to be up with the changes. Otherwise, they're just not only going to be left behind, some of them are going to be out of business, aren't they? That's correct. And the environment is, uh, is something that most business owners, most small business owners have got absolutely no control over. Mm. Uh, so they are very much reactive to somebody else's you know, marketplace because they're just a very small pinprick in, in quite a large you know, uh, ocean of, of businesses and operators. So uh, as I said at the, the very start, change to me is probably about the only constant I've known. Uh, and I'm always looking at at what's moving in the market. I was, I was doing a little bit of research before for um, uh, for a client meeting tomorrow and uh, I noticed that some of the, the research material was quite dated and I found myself thinking, gee, I, I wonder if that's still actually relevant mm. uh, in today's market because technology moves. Um, we, we look at um, you know, the geopolitical climate. Uh, we look at exchange rate movements. We, we even look at uh, currently uh, some movements in the local funding market here. All of these have changes, um, you know, uh, been applied to the individual business owner. So uh, it's wise that uh, they're focused on their business, absolutely. But part of being focused on the success of their business is being aware of their 
of their operating environment and, and of course, what could potentially impact them positively or negatively mm-hmm. uh, as they move forward. One of the things that uh, came up across all of the businesses, and I don't know if some of your clients or even yourself are a bit of worried about this, is uh, here in Australia. Did you know that we're about 50th when it comes to, to our internet? Um, that that's something that needs to be changed on a federal basis because, you know, many of the technologies that are rolling out, we may not even be able to access them to the, you know, to the optimum if we haven't got uh, fast enough internet speeds. But anyway, that's for a whole other show. I, I uh, absolutely digress. Are there certain areas that you would say businesses must be aware of or at least maintain a level of awareness around because if there are changes in these areas sooner than later they they will find that they're just not able to to catch up are there some key things i mean you already mentioned you know political climate local funding uh, other things but when you're working with businesses do you recommend that there are some key things that they should maintain an awareness around yeah, look, there's probably three that would be top of mind for me uh, in, in that situation. Uh, target market. So who are we actually selling to? I, I don't mind whether it's a product or a service, mm-hmm. but your end client, things that are going to impact that uh, that client you know, position. Uh, car industry is a great one in Australia, for instance. If you were supplying to the car industry five years ago, yeah. then you would have been very, very concerned. And today, unless you've evolved your business, you're probably not in business. Mm-hmm. So I'm always getting um, encouraging businesses to you know, have a good look at who their target market is. And, of course, through the considered planning, we're, we're really actually focusing on in on that target market quite intensely. Uh, but things that will impact them, I think, is is probably um, number one. Uh, number two would be on the supply side. So if you're uh, providing a uh, supplying a product or a service, what could inhibit you? And as you mentioned a moment ago, the poor web speed in Australia overall, with everything going to a cloud-based environment, yeah, that's that's mm. quite limiting. Mm-hmm. So if you're uh, got reliance on that sort of infrastructure, then you know, positives or negatives in that are a real issue. And I think um, a good um, good level of uh, security and backup protection and fallback options for that cloud-based environment is also one um, you know, worth having. Yes. And, and I think probably then the third one is the competition. Mm-hmm. Now, this may be uh, quite simply uh, another business exactly like yours just down the road and uh, figuratively, you know, if you're in a virtual environment or, or physically, uh, understanding where they're at, who they are, and where they're going, but but also just being a little bit attentive to the fact of, oh, okay, well, that competition may come from somebody very different tomorrow, because they might be using that better technology or mm-hmm. uh, you know different um, different systems that are ultimately going to steal away our um, sales or position or customers as yes. we as we know them. So those are probably the three areas that I encourage people to just be ever attentive to. And uh, I'm not saying that this is a a sit-down meeting once a week or once a month where you you analyse those three points, but they should be in your operational cycle of your review of the business to ensure that, no, that's stable. I'm a bit concerned about, oh, we've got some some new technology coming out in this space. How is that going to impact us? Mm. So just be never present. Let's talk about the four critical elements in business that we should be focusing on. So, Stuart, what are they and what do we need to be aware in each of those four areas? Look, it is a bit of a generalisation, I think, because Mm -hmm. every every business has got its own particular uh, subtleties, which, which may sort of move things around a bit. But if I was to talk in general terms, 
good considered planning uh, is vital up front uh, for many of the reasons we've already covered. Um, margins, that, that financial understanding of where you make money and where you don't. Uh, to me, it's pointless to operate a business, uh, to be selling a product or service and not actually making a profit from it. But it scares me how few business owners can look me clearly in the eye with confidence and tell me that they make a margin from their product. So margins. Uh, then it's the market and the sales. And uh, the market or the marketing for me is really clearly understanding who you are selling your services or products to, where they are, what they do, how they exist, all their all the relevant buying patterns, mm -hmm. as well as, of course, whether in fact they can afford your product or service. And then it's selling. Uh, and I, I finish with the selling side of it because I don't actually get paid personally until I actually sell a product or service. Yes. Uh, I, I don't get paid for likes on the on the web. Sure, that may contribute. I don't get paid for um, you know, collecting some free information off the web or, or hearing me speak, etc. All of those are elements, but really selling and being able to take a lead and convert it into a sale, uh, I feel is such an important and critical element within business that many don't really think too hard about. There's some natural salespeople out there, but there's a lot that aren't naturals mm. and really do need to consider it, think about it, and put some good uh, structure in place to, to be able to sell effectively. Yeah, absolutely agree. I mean, you can have the best product or service, you can have the best planning, the, the best margins and the best marketing, but if you're not able to convert uh, those you know warm and hot leads into a sale, then you're just gonna go out of business really quickly. Let's talk a little bit about margins because I mean, I know that, and, and I think you've got even some success stories that you can share within this area too. And why I ask that is because just recently I went to an expo and I was speaking to a group or a business owner there who was selling products so natural products a hand cream and so forth and I'm sure that I saw them in local supermarkets you know in the shopping centers and in the middle of the hub and so forth and he said well, look we used to do that but the cost to do that was so astronomical he said we've taken all of our products we've now put them online we've been able to halve in some of our products the cost to our clients and you know we've increased our amount of sales and even the margins on the product because of that now if you start to look at different ways that you can sell your business offer it to your clients and so forth you and you start to shift around those that area of margins you can make a significant impact on your bottom line can't you oh absolutely and uh, I think you're you're probably given a, a fantastic example there that uh, it was the the internal margins it was the, the cost of delivery of their product mm. that uh, that they were able to shrink and of course all things are all other things being equal suddenly there's a lot more money at the bottom line yeah and uh, even um, even the title of uh, the book I wrote it's not what you make it's what you keep it's yeah. exactly talking to this particular point hmm. I do not get excited by a turnover number albeit most business owners will be happy to talk about oh we've got lots of sales coming through the door mm. personally I'm incentivized my whole operations and all the things I do day to day and that with my team is to actually make more money for our business owners at the bottom line. Yeah. And uh, to your point about uh, improving, I've, I've actually found uh, oh, for several clients now over time where we've actually been looking at particular products and we've looked at it and thought, you know what, there's no point selling that. So we stopped because the product itself 
was actually costing them more money to deliver than what they were actually selling it for. Yeah. Uh, we often find this also with uh, hourly um, uh, cost recovery rates for many businesses that, that have um, service technicians, et cetera, on the road. Mm -hmm. They start actually working out, well, oh, how much does it cost me to have that person attend that site for one hour? And they look at what they're charging them out for and they think, well, uh, we're, we're not actually making money out of that. No, <laughs> mm -hmm. no, you're not. Now, that may be part of a wider strategy, but at least let's have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So margins are just so critically important. And this is also something that moves because all of those different inputs that uh, you know, may be coming in and from you know, landing product from overseas or the, could be just your, your power uh, bills going up or fuel costs, what may have been profitable six months ago may no longer be profitable now. Mm. So this is also not just a static activity that you do once and give the big tick to and don't have to do that again. No, it's one of those business disciplines that uh, that we're looking to sort of implement that not only you're looking at your margins today, but you're learning how to calculate it so that you can, in fact, do it again in, I think, probably quarterly or six monthly is, is probably the, the better sort of time, uh, just to make sure that, yes, we are still making an appropriate margin uh, from that particular product. And if we're no longer making an appropriate margin from that product, then we may choose to stop selling that product and put our, our limited financial resources into some other products that, that sell at a better rate for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said there is key that uh, whatever products that you have, you really have to have a clear understanding on the costing structure. I remember years ago, and I'm, I'm talking decades ago, I worked uh, at a place that's that manufactured and sold shade cloth sales in little gazebos and so forth. And we they picked up a big order and, um, you know, they costed it out and they thought everything was just honky-dory. And then the accountant said, hey, who's done a costing on they said, oh, we've just kind of guesstimated. But when I actually went through and I went through all the little nuts and bolts and how long, did, you know, the machinists were, were, were working to fabricate it step by step, and we realised that our cost, you know, our cost was way over what, uh, you know, unfortunately the, the project manager had costed it out at. That kind of thing can just eat into your profits. And then, of course, when you're buying more, you know, more materials, if it's overseas and you've got the exchange rate and all that kind of stuff you've got to allow for that don't you you've got to track it otherwise it, you know, your cost could just blow out are there any other areas in the form I and mean, i know we covered very brief uh, very um in depth the, the planning area we've talked about margins marketing and sales are there some things either in marketing or sales that you want to speak to just to give some insights that you've seen if we don't get these key things in place that unfortunately we're not going to be as profitable and we're certainly not going to see sustained growth in our business yeah, I think probably uh, on the marketing side of things, there's a couple of points there. Firstly, your target market. Now, we spend quite a bit of time with our clients to understand who, in fact, we are marketing to. Mm. Because by understanding who that uh, that that virtual picture is, and I, I talk about uh, often a 360-degree uh, a view of your target market, who they are, where they are, where they, where they buy, what they buy at the same stage, etc. The more complete the picture of your target market, the more appropriate you can be with your um, uh, your marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, your, your advertising copy will be written in a language that your target market understands. Yes. You will advertise and market in areas that they will be looking at. And uh, and you may you may bundle it in different ways that makes it simpler 
to uh, for them to understand or to buy. So I think that that is certainly a key marketing element. Mm-hmm. Understand who that is. Mm. I think equally there, it's also um, your point of difference. Why you? Why would they buy a product from you? What do you do better than anybody else? Uh, is it the, the type of product? Is it the price of the product? Is it the speed of delivery? Is it the color, the texture? All of these different elements. Once again, by understanding clearly your point of difference compared mm-hmm. to anybody else, then you're able to provide a far more effective message. And, uh, and those are, those are probably the, the key ones for, for me on the, on the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart, I just want to dive in and talk a little bit about who uh, our ideal clients are. I find that many business owners, we tend to struggle with that or we don't go deep enough. We don't ask the right kind of questions. And one of the things that often comes up too that business owners say is, well, how can we find out that information? Are there any insights you can share around that to help us to know, okay, where do we go to kind of find out that information? Yeah, well, uh, asking is always a good place. Oh, that's um, a good thing, yeah. A yeah, little, <laughs> little bit of research mm-hmm. uh, is, is good, but I find that uh, speaking to your existing clients mm. is always an absolute mine of information because rather than sitting there just kind of guessing, oh, we think they want this or yeah. they think they'll like this, well, it, it's not actually that scary if you go and ask them and think about the delivery of your question by all means, but ask them, what what would they like to see more of, or or how could they improve we improve our service, etc. Mm. Uh, what would what would make life a little bit simpler for them? Uh, these sorts of very open questions can suddenly provide an avalanche of things that you would have never considered. Yes, because it's coming from their perspective rather than your own. Mm. And uh, and of course, what we're also looking for, and sometimes this will kill off a product or a service, is that your target market may in fact not be able to pay the sort of money that you need to for that product uh, that you're trying to sell. So that means that you've either got to change your product or change your target market. Yeah, that can happen a lot, can't it, where they'll, where, where a business will say, well, there's such a need there, people need that, but are they paying for it? Will they be willing to invest? And unfortunately, there may be a huge need, but if that demographic is just not investing, then, uh, yeah, we, we may be spending a lot of money to try and get those clients to say yes. Stuart, you have been a wealth of information. How can people find out more? And just share a little bit about uh, SCS Performance. Yeah, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Sorry about that one. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, so, look, SES Performance, we're, we're a business coaching consultancy firm. Uh, we uh, we tend to uh, these days have a good spread of, uh, of clients in a number of different industries. Uh, what we've been able to do is, uh, is develop a, a, a strong suite of programs, which they've all got exactly the same uh, content backbone behind them, mm-hmm. all the philosophies we've talked about today, all of the tools, they're all exactly the same. Uh, what varies is the delivery. So, of course, that means that uh, we've got uh, higher-end products, which are a lot more um, a one-to-one basis, a lot more hands-on, through to our, our lower products, which are a lot more mechanized and, uh, and online for one of the products. So the people, every business out there can afford some quality coaching. Just depends on, of course, what their resources are. Mm. Now, Dropping onto the um, uh, the scsperformance.com.au website, you'll find there's a plethora of information about our products, our services, the philosophy. There's a uh, quite a swag of um, different articles we've written over over time for clients. We then just kind of clean them up a little bit, take out the names, 
and uh, and we put them into our blog library so that uh, if we found that there's a need for one of our clients uh, in a particular area, we'll we'll fix something up for them, and then we'll make it uh, available to the white public. So there's a lot of material on there, and and what I normally encourage people to do is drop onto the website and play with anything that is there because whatever we put on the website is designed for people to utilize and uh, and that enables uh, you to understand how we see businesses mm -hmm. because it's very very uh, practical we're all about getting things actually done rather than just talking about it and I think you'll see that come across in spades when you look at the different tools and the different services and of course the um, the different programs that we run Fantastic. And one more time, can you share your web address? Yes, it's scsperformance.com.au. Fantastic. So thanks once again for coming on the show, Stuart. Oh, my pleasure, Anne-Marie. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Please reach out to Stuart. As you can see, he's a wealth of information and they can help you grow your business. Now, if you want to connect with Australia's foremost collective of business experts and thought leaders to SMEs, go to www.ssba.net.au. That's ssba.net.au.